hey, what channel is that supposed to be on? I can't hear anything. I told you, 88.3. There's still nothing on there. I can't hear the pastor at all, let alone the worship singers. Well, their lips are moving. There must be something. Hold on a second. Put the window to... Hey, pastor, what channel is the FM station supposed to be on? Doing drive-in and outdoor services on this episode of Rural Pastors Talk. Thank you for joining us for another edition of Rural Pastors Talk, a podcast highlighting the advancement of Christ's kingdom in rural places just like the town you live in. The rural church is not the baby pool we splash around in before moving on to bigger and better things. It is not the place we're confined to until we can take those training wheels off and ride free. It is not God's penalty box as a punishment for breaking the rules. No, Jesus died for his people. And as long as Christ's people live in rural places, a vibrant, healthy, multiplying presence of his church will be there too. My name is TJ Freeman. I'm the lead pastor of Wellsboro Bible Church in Wellsboro, Pennsylvania. I'm glad you have joined us today, and I'm glad to have these brothers along. Who in the world are you? Hey, I'm Pastor Joe Wagner. I'm pastor at God's Family Fellowship Church in Wellsboro, Pennsylvania. What's going on, guys? It's Josh McLaren, now behind the desk. Uh, That's right. Do you have a shot assistant of yourself? At Real Pastors Talk. Not today. You didn't put a camera on you? We, we don't have enough. But you look good today. Oh, yeah, thanks. You shaved you that, uh, what is that, crustache off? <laughs> <laughs> and you're looking good. I shaved yesterday. You saw me yesterday. I did, indeed. So, guys, um, thanks for being here today. We are in a time of crisis, so we're we're dating ourselves with this episode a little bit. Well, yeah, we are, but I think that this okay. will be really good for guys that are con- contemplating this. I think that the pe- pastors out there and elders and church leaders will be thinking about this particular topic for months to come. Okay, so rural pastor, it's a time of crisis. We're in a pandemic. Uh, whether it's the virus causing issues or the response to the virus that causes issues, you are facing some challenges as you consider how to shepherd and then how to reopen the church. And so what we're going to talk about today is just kind of an open conversation between the two of us that's a little less scripted, which makes my heart palpitate. It'll be okay, brother. It'll be fine. Bunch up in knots. <laughs> you know I don't go without a manuscript because I say silly things. No, you'll be, you'll be good. You'll do good. Okay. I'll, let me start this off, okay? All right. So your church and God's Family Fellowship have both decided on something similar of how we're going to gather together on a Sunday. And that way for you is... Thank you for asking. Yeah. So we have not met as a church for eight or nine weeks. Right. It's been a long time. Mm -hmm. And we intended to meet in our building three services, social distancing, scrub the stuff, you know. That sounds like a lot of work. And also, it doesn't bring the body together all together at one time. That is also true. So we've been playing with that idea. And then the health department issued a statement. Oh. You know what they said? What they said. It's not mandatory, but we're recommending 25 mm, that's in a, church gatherings. That's a small number. And for some of our churches, like for GFF, we could probably do, man, we'd, we'd still have to do three or four services because of volunteers mm, that are in there yeah, to be true. able to get everybody in. So it's it's not a mandate. Thankfully, by God's grace, I don't know what it's like in your state where you're listening or your country where you're listening, but we are free as churches by way of exemption from any of the the laws or the um, what do you call it when a governor makes rules? Yeah, like an executive order. I wanted to say edicts, but you're 
<laughs> more yeah, accurate. Sometime. Yeah, never. We won't go there. We won't. But thank. I, I'm just. I'm praising the Lord that in our state they have chosen to allow religious freedom to remain. Religi- religious liberty carries on. There are no laws against it. So we really could be meeting normally, but out of an abundance of caution and love for our community, all of those kind of things. During the red phase, we opted not to meet. Now we're in yellow, and we're really looking at what the possibilities are. Anyway. So because indoors, they prefer you not to be over 25, we've decided to go outside. outside. Indeed. Yeah. And for your church, we, we represent two churches of a little bit differing sizes, but for your church that averages quite a few people, that is going to be somewhat a little bit issue because you've got to find a place big enough to put everybody, right? Got you covered. Yeah, what you got? We found the Tiger County Fairgrounds. Amen, brother. Yeah. So the fairgrounds are an awesome spot. They have um, demolition derbies. They have uh, places where they show the animals. They have barns. Are you going to have... like parachute down and land on a bucking bronco no. while you dodge? I'm coming demolition in on a derby car. Ah, yeah. there you go. And I'm going to talk about It's an illustration for um, being used up for Christ. <laughs> <laughs> you like that? No. No, me <laughs> Not even a little bit. So we're meeting in the show ring. So they have a place where they bring in the animals and they show them. I've never, I wasn't in 4-H. You know, I don't right. really understand how all of this works. I go to the fair for the milkshakes. <laughs> and I know we're like two barns over from the milkshake shack. And the, so. and the, the peach dumplings, they're pretty oh, good too. Indeed. The so, Lord, I'll go ahead. I was just going to say, so we're going to meet in there. We are able to social distance in there and then also have lawn chairs spread out kind of behind it. There are some bleachers. Um, we can have people pull in in their vehicles as well mm-hmm. and possibly do what I think you're doing. All right. We're, we are doing more of a drive-in church. The Lord has blessed our church facility with a smallish building, so it's pretty cramped even when you get 75 or 80 people in there. But we have a parking lot that you can put a ton of cars in, and we also have an annex with a with a very, very large deck that happens to look like a pulpit, really, when it gets right down to it. So we bring in cars, and we had probably about 25 cars over the last two Sundays. That's Some the- of our people were there. Yes, they well They loved it. I texted you too, I, to let you know. Oh, I wasn't. <laughs> I knew you wouldn't be. I'm not knocking you. I was glad that they were there and they yeah, loved it. It really was cool. We had a couple, uh, a family from your church who had came. We actually had a pastor from another church who had come over and we both loved the guy and because their church hadn't met either. So I think he was coming on over to hang out and support us and then also just to, to be with God's people That's on cool. a Sunday. So. We're doing a drive-in church, and last Sunday, we opened that also up to lawn chairs, too. If you felt comfortable and safe, you were able to get out your lawn chairs and set your lawn chairs um, there by your car. So folks are in their cars. We're broadcasting on an FM station uh, with a transmitter that we had purchased a long time ago. We had already had this. And so it's going out on an FM station, 88.1. If you're within 1,000 yards of GFF, you can pick us up. 1,000 yards. Uh-huh. It wow. sends it out a long Now, way. here's my question for you. Yeah. The fairgrounds has a radio station in its backyard Yeah. with many, many watts mm-hmm. being pumped out. Will the FM transmitter still work for us up there? I think as long as you get to a different channel. Okay. And I would be further away from that particular station than what they're on. Yeah. Because okay. that was a very difficult thing for us to find the correct station that was empty of any traffic to be able to send out our signal. And it took us a while to get that figured out. So once we did get it tuned in, we've got a couple different channels that we say, okay, go to 88.1. It's clearer here today or 87.7 on a different day. But we... 
let our parking lot attendants know, hey, these are the channels. We actually hold up a little sign. And we've also got PA speakers going, too, so people mm. can hear if they roll down their windows. So we, you don't do handshaking, then? No. You know what we're going to do instead? What are you going to do? We're going to let people with their cars get real close and just tap the mirrors. Just, <laughs> <laughs> it's like a high five. Because this is another concern for churches as they get together, too. I've shared with the folks at GFF, it was more, it's going to be more difficult as we come back together than what it was as we had to kind of separate because two, two months ago, two and a half months ago at the beginning of all of this, when everything came down, the crisis was immediate. Um, we were all tracking how many folks had contracted COVID-19 in our county and in other counties. So everybody's senses were very, very, very heightened, as they should have been. But now in our county, our more rural county, there has not been as many cases. And so some folks are are very, very comfortable being outside, being closer to one another. And then other folks, for very, very, very good reasons that they have, want to stay in their cars. Or or we also are doing a Facebook live stream. So we say, hey, there's three ways that you can hear the service. live in your cars on an FM or over the PA, but it is, it is a challenge. It's a challenge for us. And it's a challenge for, I think almost every other church that's out there that I have heard of as we bring people back together and not, not necessarily losing one another, but then also maintaining that unity. The thing that I've been preaching and our elders have been preaching is be loving of one another, even if you don't quite hold the same sort of view as whatever it is. Yeah. I, I read an article that it's almost like the new worship wars. Um, oh, that's... You know, do I wear a mask or not? And and then just like with the worship wars, well, I love hymns. Well, I love contemporary music. It's like, well, I, I'm going to wear my mask. Well, I hate masks. Yeah. You could get the same kind of clashing. And it's it's centered around our worship of the Lord You know, as we gather. That so. is a perfect example of what that is, because some of those beliefs are so deeply held for good reason. True. Yeah. So you got to be... Grace is critical through something like this and Uh, love your people love your people and this is a great opportunity for you to teach grace as well you know i don't know how effective it was but this last sunday like you you go and you tackle some of those problems and issues right up front um and actually do it beforehand like i made the mistake of not communicating as well as what i could have to our parking lot attendants what was expected Mm. so we had a couple people doing different things and so I'm just sharing with you for mistakes that I have made. Let's set down some expectations like we did in our elders meeting, but then communicate them clearly to the people who are coming together so that they have a framework and a box in which they're able to live in. That's a challenge for us uh, as pastors because we're doing a lot of things. Sometimes when you get in a meeting like that, the elders meeting, you feel like, well, I've already talked it through. Everybody knows what we're doing. Right. And we forget about re-communicating and communicating well to the volunteers. Mm. What I would say to you in something like that is what I should have done at that point is like, okay, you need to communicate with the guy who's leading the parking ministry. Text him right then and there. Say, hey, this is something that we're talking about. I need to talk with you you a little bit later. And then he'll remind you. He'll remind you. It empowers him as well. That's great. So, Joe, I wanted to talk a little bit about the defense of why we're opening because that is a question that comes up um you know the recommendations and all those kind of things people can take that to mean that we actually shouldn't be meeting so Mm. here's how i've looked at it and you can tell me if you have a different way because i don't think i've communicated this oh yeah that's good so churches are considered essential that's why that's the list we've been on in the state of pennsylvania 
um, and that really is nationally the case. Churches aren't essential. Not business. It's not the church is not a business. And people who tell you, well, I know you're not supposed to call it a business, but the church is really business. They're they don't understand the right. scriptures. They're well meaning. It's not. It's never been. It never will be. It is the bride of Christ, the body of Christ. And um, he, here's the thing: Lowe's is considered essential business because people need to be able to fix their house if there's a problem. Grocery stores are an essential business because people need to eat. And they have all figured out how to get large numbers of people into their stores in a way that is two words, safe and responsible. If you wanted to add a third one, it'd be legal. Safe, responsible, and legal. So if Lowe's can get up to 50% capacity and maybe get 150 people into that store and allow them to shop safely and to get their essential things, if the grocery store can get 100 people inside there and allow them to shop and get their essential needs, then as pastors, it is incumbent upon us to make sure that included within that narrative is the reality that churches are just as essential. In fact, Jesus said, man doesn't live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Churches are, are, are so essential for the soul care, nourishing work that we need. So if we stay shut down, we are contributing to a narrative that says in some way it's less important for our souls to be nourished than our bodies. And I've been thinking about that and convicted about that and praying through that, and I'm not okay with continuing to contribute to a narrative that would say, well, we're going to stay separated because we can. That's, that's just not the reality of, of the church. Mm-hmm. So I'm not saying civil disobedience. Right. I'm not saying America. I'm not saying you know any of those kind of things. I'm saying... The church, if Lowe's and the grocery store are recognized in your state as essential, you should be on board with your church being recognized as essential and providing that essential service of soul care. This is the body of Christ. Everything that you just said, absolutely, this is the body of Christ, and he calls us to gather together. So we need to be able to lead, pray, and walk in his wisdom to be able to bring them back together, because it is absolutely Absolutely, absolutely essential. I, um, I don't want to take us down too far of a different path, but I think that this is a, a plan of the enemy and one way for him to say, I am going to be able to keep these people away through this, through something, mm-hmm. right? This is the way that the world works against the church. Yeah. And no, no, you don't win. Jesus wins. This is his body. We're going to come back together, and we're going to figure this out in his wisdom and in his strength to be able to worship him and continue to grow in our unity and maturity and equip people for the work of the ministry. That's something that we have pounded and pounded and pounded. Our mission has not changed. Mm. We need to equip people for the work of the ministry, and this is a huge time for the work of that ministry, and it is essential and needed within the church and then also through evangelistic ways to reach out to our community and people in need. It is certainly meant by our Lord to be used in that way, to turn us to him, to cause us to be what the church has been called to be. Yes. Um, I had a thought, but I don't know if you guys can hear the fire whistles going by. (laughs) We're rural pastors. We're not used to that. Uh In the city, you hear it all the time, but out here in the sticks, I want to turn on my scanner app and know what's going on. What is going on? But I can't. Alas. U.S. Alasis. (laughs) Okay. I've, that's, I've never been verbed the word alas before, <laughs> but I shall alas you. Um, we have noticed that a lot of evils have increased. Drug addiction, alcoholism, they are statistically up, probably across the country, certainly in the state of Pennsylvania. Um, pornography use, 
way up. Uh, domestic violence, way up. Shelters are reporting all kinds of things. And guess what? The Word of God is the only tool that can combat these types of evils. People need the gospel. Um, being alone in your home is not good for the soul. We need to be able to apply that Word of God to teach, correct, convict, and change them. That's what the Word of God does. So the answer is not hide. The answer is safe, responsible, legal, and uh, adding that in there because I don't think we're in a, a season of civil disobedience. I think it could get that way. There's a line down the road yeah. that could be crossed, but we are but not, we're not there. there. Yep. So. Let me just go back to, in the few remaining minutes that we do have... Yes, you got pro- the old doctor appointment I here do. in a minute. A practical application of what we're going to do here, how we're going to take up tithe, how we're going to do communion, how are we going to gather at fellowship and give one another a, a holy kiss? How do you do that? <laughs> that's well, tackle them one at a time. Tithe. Give. Uh, yeah, online giving. So that's been in place now for the last several weeks because that's been the only option. So mail it to the church, drop it off the church, online give. For us, though, we did order on Amazon just a cheap pine box. Yep. Not a coffin. <laughs> a uh, little thing that you can drop some... And you could be way slumped than that, too. We got a five-gallon bucket from Lowe's. It says Lowe's on one side and it says giving on the other side and we taped that sucker on there. <laughs> um, it has been a blessing at the church that uh, that I've been called to be a pastor of. Giving is actually up. Mm, praise it the is Lord. It is a wonderful, wonderful blessing to be able to do that. So people are faithful and they do. They give in those ways. They dr- come and drop it off at the church. They mail it. I let people know, even in our live stream, here are ways that you can do this because we don't have many online givers, but I have have been promoting that as a way for people to be able to continue to give us a sacrifice unto the Lord. So it's great. You can make a video for them too. Josh did that for us. Yes. Just made a video. Here's how you do that. And people took advantage of that. Have you tackled the the communion issue yet? I don't know if this is one that we can do in a few minutes. We ordered the, man, they're, they're gross. We got them too. The pre-packaged. Yep. It's like airline food, but we're still working out a way to be able to pass those out to get those to people. So Have you got it figured? We are just going to place them on a tray, and when yes. you walk in, you just grab it. You just take it. Yeah. Probably place them on a tray far enough so that you just can get one. You're not going you to fumble your fingers yes, all around. that's right. Yeah. 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 So, and maybe even some sanitary wipes or something right there. That, some yeah. hand sanitizer. Hand sanitizer. Squirt that on you. I, yep, I think that that's a good idea. That's the direction that we're going to. Yeah. So that's how we're, we're tackling that. And then... Um, so, what was the next one? Singing. You didn't mention singing. I didn't mention singing. I mentioned the holy kiss. They the say singing is the primary no-no because you're you're broadcasting your spit. Yeah. You're, it, it aerosolizes, and that's the most um, potent way that this virus is transmitted. Yep. So, that's where social distancing comes in. Um, we see in Scripture the call to sing. God made us to sing, and we don't want to just gather as Christians and not praise him in the way that he has called us to encourage one another and all those things. But we're going to do it wise. We're going to so- keep socially distanced um, and do our best to take a calculated risk. So are you sharing with the folks as they come in, they sit down, hey, sit in family groups, but as you sit in family groups, please socially distance yourself Correct. from other people. Yes. And love each other well enough, whether you agree with it or not, to, to do to that. To be able to do that. Yeah. Also, probably you might, might be, maybe you're doing the same thing as we are, but we cut down from we would sing six songs. We've cut that down to two. Yeah, we cut our songs down as well. Yeah. Yeah. So that that's important. Holy Kiss. Oh, well, let me go back to the singing part one more time. If okay. you're doing it outside, you can actually simplify it even a little bit more. Because of some some issues that we had um, in our last service, we didn't have uh, musicians or vocalists available. So 
Um, doxology acapella. That's beautiful. Holy, holy, it's holy acapella. Yeah, and you, all you need. that is worshiping the Lord. So count those things. Don't think that those things are too simple or too silly to do just by themselves. It's really, really impactful and meaningful. I, I that feel one. like you're coming back to the heart of worship. <laughs> <laughs> It's all about him, baby. Just welcome the Holy Spirit. That's, oh, That's all no. you got to do. With that, you get out of my office, brother. You have to go to the doctor. All right, man. So I will um, not do my top twos because you didn't get to do yours. How's that? I've got my top two. You do? You can do them? Yeah, I can do them. Oh, bust them out. All right. Wait, wait, wait. We got to go to our top, top twos. Go ahead. Interrupt the music. All right. Josh so this, I actually already mentioned the first of my top twos is communicate especially through this time. Um, if, if you're in a meeting and you're figuring things out as an elders or a leadership group, and you've got to get this information to a deacon or somebody else, a ministry leader, text them right there in the meeting. It just, hey, hey, I've got something I need to be able to share with you. And make sure to check up on me. I'm, tell them you got a million things going on, but please get back in touch with me. Let me share with you how the elders and leadership has said that we should be able to do this. It empowers your elders, it empowers your ministry leaders, and it also if it is effective in your communication. So let those folks know. I mean, we had an elders meeting on a Thursday night, and we had stuff going on the Sunday, and I didn't get stuff out. So just, it's, it's loving all the way around to be mm-hmm. able to communicate effectively that way. And my other one is kind of also spiritual. Because of the nature of some of our ministry leaders, hey, the the guy that runs our audio is I love him to pieces. He's very knowledgeable, but he's seventy four years old. He's just huh? getting he's just getting what? over. <laughs> it's really tough because we've had lots of sound techs that can't hear and get hearing aids, <laughs> but not this guy, right? He really knows the sound system inside and out. He's mm-hmm. seventy four years old. He's just recovering from surgery, so his he's immunocompromised, and he's one of the guys that listens from home. So I've rolled my 12 year old daughter into ministry. And what I'm telling you is teach your kids about ministry and about volunteering, share with them the love of the church that you have and to be able to come in and serve. So those are my top. Wonderful. I have mine right here. Nice. The first spiritual is, this is really helpful guys. Um, Where Josh up there, love to eat, hate to eat by Elise Fitzpatrick. This is, in my opinion, the definitive counseling guide for um, eating disorders. And you don't, people don't share their eating disorder that often, but when they do, or if you suspect it and you can help uh, get that out there, then um, this is a really good resource for you to go over. And the, um, the subtitle is Breaking the Bondage of Destructive Eating Habits. Nice. I've got some of those destructive eat- eating habits, and, and hearing the, reading this actually convicted me of sin. Gluttony is one of those respectable sins that we don't often think about. And uh, Wish we weren't on video right now. <laughs> At least Fitzpatrick is really, really helpful with that. And then this one, Arnica Montana. Now, if you want full disclosure, this is a different supplement than the one that I'm saying it is, but it comes in a bottle just like this. Yeah! This is the one that helps you sleep when you're camping. I know, and yeah. you have, you're camping with somebody that snores like a bear. Yes. <laughs> I did. But Arnica Montana is for bumps, scrapes, bruises, etc. And I'm not a believer in a lot of this stuff. Like, I don't, I'm not an all-natural homeopathic guy. If I get a, an infection, I'm taking an antibiotic. But this stuff... My kids have gotten some significant bumps and bruises, and we'll give them some Arnica, and it really seems to mitigate those those issues. And there are things where I know it should have swelled up like a golf ball, and we give them that, and it just goes right back down. So nice. if you have little kids, 
at least give it a try. If it, it might be a placebo for me, but I'm still awful glad I have it. And I thought Arnica Montana was one of those girls on like a Disney show or something. No, that is Hannah Montana. Ah! I saw the poster in your house. Don't lie. But she's only Hannah you know. Montana when she's got the outfit on or something. I don't know. The wig. The With the wig. wig. Okay. Yeah, you're over, over my head, out of my league. Friends, loved ones, rural pastors, distinguished guests, we are so happy that you joined us here on Rural Pastors Talk today and wish Joe well as he whisks away to the dock. Raise your Ebenezer. Bye. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Rural Pastors Talk. We're always glad you're here. Josh, how can people reach out to us? Well, TJ, they can email us at ruralpastorstalk at gmail.com. They can find us on Facebook. They can tweet at us at Rural Pastors. Cheerio. 